0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Useless Doctor's Book Club. My name is Pooja. I'm (laughs) Harshini. I'm Sarah. (laughs) Should we do take two? You should keep it in. (laughs) Okay, I'll keep that in. (laughs) I'm Sarah. Harshini, you want to introduce yourself again? (laughs) To be clear, I'm Harshini. Okay. (laughs) And what you just heard was Sarah. (laughs) This is season five, episode four, um, in which we are going to talk about a book that I chose called The Last Word by an author that we all really enjoyed last season, Katie Birchall. Um, I'm not going to say too much about this because we have a lot of thoughts. So I'm just going to quickly hand it over to Sarah to give us a spoiler-free summary of this book. Okay, so this
1: book follows Harper, and she's a she's a celebrity writer editor at like and, yeah
0: at a newspaper a news magazine right? yeah
1: she writes articles about celebrities basically at a magazine and there's I don't even know what to there's this guy Ryan in the office who eventually ends up working like side by side with her. And she absolutely hates him and thinks he's out to get her. And they have some history, like their first internship was they were interns together. And back then he also was like kind of a jerk, quote unquote, um, to her. And so she was like, oh, he hates me, we're enemies. So it's basically about their dynamic, and it's a romance, so I guess you can postulate where that's going. Anyway.
0: Did you just say postulate?
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Um, what you want to give us a spoiler-free review on this book?
2: Yeah, so TLDR hated this book with a vision. <laughs> I don't know why. I was like, I just even in the middle when I had already kind of I like kind of made up my mind that I didn't like it. And I just really like usually I try to give books a chance still like to redeem themselves, but it just like felt irredeemable to me. I think just because I don't know. Everything was just so obvious. It was just the character that I found really frustrating with just like the issues that they were having. I felt like we're not that deep. Like I was like, you could, you could figure this out. You know, you're just, you're just not being like, thoughtful at all. And you're an adult. So I, I expect more from you. And you've also been through this shit before because this guy is like, like they have a history um I don't know I don't think anything like they have this like hateful relationship and I think when we find out like why it's like oh my gosh like I don't know it just didn't didn't really work for me at all and I was very wait sorry if you've already mentioned this is this a book that was written after or before the wedding season
0: it was written after it was like released a couple months ago
2: okay okay right I remember now uh yeah, I don't know what happened to Katie Virtual. <laughs> like, what is going on? I yeah, I sorry, I didn't even say my rating. My rating is one star. <laughs> and that is like, I don't know. I just really could not could not give it more. I mean, I was thinking that I don't think I really liked Passion on Park Avenue more than this, but I gave that one two stars. So I was like, should I give this two stars? But I really just felt like by the end, it was like, why did I read this? Well, like I could have read the summary and I feel like I still have the same amount of like knowledge and like thoughts about this book as when I read the summary. So I don't know, it just didn't do for me. Um, would not recommend this book, but read The Wedding, Season because we all like that book. So I'm glad we didn't read this book first because then we probably would have been scared to read this author. Um, and yeah, hopefully, hopefully our next book goes back to the like non-cliche non like a very basic romance story that she did have in the wedding season but Pooja you pick pick this book what did you think
0: so um Katie Birchall has range because I managed to read a five-star book from her and a one-star book from her (laughs) because I gave this book one star also um this book sucked just generally just really was bad i hate the main character and she's not even hateable in a likable way um she's so annoying my all my notes for this book are that this bitch is so pathetic she's the worst she sucks (laughs) and like I have so many thoughts on things because I feel like this this author, like Katie Birchall, did a lot of things like kind of like fulfilled a lot of tropes in romance books that I generally hate. Um, and we're going to talk about that in the spoiler section. I have I have some broad thoughts about the romance genre in general. Um but yeah but this book all the characters are like cardboard cutouts except for our main character who's just a shitty cardboard cutout <laughs> especially shitty cardboard cutout <laughs> um I don't really have much to say other than I disliked it uh and the wedding season is infinitely better and I think maybe one of the reasons why I found it infinitely better is because a lot of the emphasis is on the development of the main character and kind of like from you see her character arc you see her kind of like change her self-perception you know explore more and try to like find out new things and it's just more enjoyable because it's a little bit more emphasizing the friendship whereas this book is very heavily emphasizing um just the romantic aspect uh not really emphasizing anything about the main character other than her relationship to the man in question which is just like I don't know it's just there's no growth there so it's just like whatever um but yeah I feel like this author tried to do something where she was like pulling from Pride and Prejudice vibes um no and I don't even I gave Pride and Prejudice two stars so it's not even like I'm a fan of Pride and Prejudice but no this this is no (laughs) one star don't recommend go read the wedding season Sarah What did you think?
1: So I rated this book two stars. You know, I contemplated rating it one star because then we would have all rated this one one star and the other Kitty Burchell book five stars. But I kind of like I love romance and I kind of love shitty romance books. And so that's why I gave it two stars because it kind of made my shitty romance side a little happy um that being said it is a shitty romance the like harper is meant to be a likable like great person and she's just terrible like so bad so irritating um their conflict was not even like like you're literally so dramatic like I don't understand how you can get through life if something like that pisses you off. But um, we can get into that. Yeah. But, you know, if you like a bad romance, I'd recommend it. Um, otherwise, don't read it. And, yeah, I guess read The Wedding Season instead.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I feel like it was pretty predictable from Sarah's reaction in our group chat. she was like, oh, it's not that bad. Um, But I get it because when I talk to my friends about like, oh, I'm reading this. Oh, like when I talk to my friends about, oh, I'm reading this uh, shitty romance book, like, like this romance book that's really terrible. They're like, oh, I kind of like shitty romance. I was like, no, 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 no. But I do get it because, again, I feel like I've said this on previous podcasts. Like if this was a movie, I would have tolerated it you know especially if there's like fun actresses and actors like together and like you know you can tolerate it but in a book I'm like I can only read a book a week and I spent my week reading this book but um with all that said
1: but I feel like considering that people like uh I don't know the science like love hypothesis and stuff I feel like it really reminds me of books like that so I feel like it could be really popular it's just Mm. not our
2: taste that's very true that is very true so if you happen to read this book and you like it you know that's completely fine (laughs) like we are not judging you because that's just your taste in book but yeah we are very not that crowd um but with that being said With Sarah's caveat of maybe if you like shitty romance books and you just want, I don't know, like personally, I didn't really root for the couple, but yeah, like a romance book where it's kind of predictable, but you know, you know what you're going to get, kind of. I think, I think that's fair to say. Then podcast and read this book and come back. Or if you want to just hear the spoilers and listen to all of our thoughts, feel free to keep listening. So I feel like I haven't done this for in a while, but also I don't know how to spoil this book in much detail, but I will, I'll take my stab, take a stab at spoiling this book. Basically. You. Take your stab. <laughs> take my one stab at book. But um, yeah, basically I think from the summary Sarah gave, I mean, so essentially Ryan is working at this um It's a magazine, right? The magazine with Harper, which is, like, a surprise to Harper. And they kind of begin the book um, with a really, like, kind of fighting all the time in the office relationship. And people keep hinting to, um, to Harper that, like, oh, like, it seems like you guys have this, like, serious sexual tension. But Harper's like, what? No, like, we're just enemies. Then lots of things happen where Harper's currently dating this guy, and she's starting to eventually realize her feelings finally for Ryan. Um, seeing like, I don't even know what
0: changes her mind, honestly. Like, I think something does spark it. They so like they go to that event or whatever, and then like, um, like at some point she like he they help deliver a baby, in like us in like this like famous actress's baby in like the back of a taxi, and then like they like pause their fighting for a little bit after that, and then they like have a couple of moments where they like be and while they're paused they're fighting they like you know. I I don't know they like have a fun laugh or something and then there she's like "Hmm, maybe he's not that shit but anyway continue
2: yeah yeah um and I think it's around this time when we also find out or I don't know uh yeah (laughs) the order of this might not be (laughs) great for me as usual but okay so basically Yeah, she starts to feel like, oh, yeah, I think there might be something there. But she's also, um, Harper is, like, kind of dealing with, like, oh, I still have a boyfriend. And it is so clear to the reader that her boyfriend is such an ass, like, literally just wants to go to events with her because he's, like, doing his own freelance, um, what is he, like, a talent yeah, or, he's no. like a talent agent type of thing. Or he's yeah. like
0: starting a company where he's a talent agent. So he wants to recruit talent.
2: Yeah, yeah. So he's like just trying to go to these events and like get Harper to do things to get business. And it's just like, what? Like, how are you not like seeing this at all? But I don't know. At least that I'm like, if you're in a relationship, a long term relationship with someone, like some things you just don't notice. So I'm like, okay, whatever. But then um they plan but- the
1: Three months
2: long, so I feel like you. Can- oh really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind. She should have noticed this it's a long-term
0: relationship.
2: Okay, I actually like. I realized at the end, that I'm like, okay, they don't live together, and like, th- there's a whole thing in the beginning where um, she gave him a key. Yeah, okay. Now I remember because I remember reading the beginning of the book where she's like giving him a key, and uh, like her boyfriend is like over at her place like randomly when she doesn't expect which i was like wow like i don't know (laughs) I would be like anyways i feel like the um around that point where there's like this part where they like have to go interview this one person and um harper gets to go And they like kind of magically make it so that Ryan and Harper are both going to interview this person. Um, And they have to travel. They end up having to stay over. She ends up staying. That's the one where she ends up staying with his family, right? Because she like couldn't get the interview that day. Like it's supposed to be a day thing. So then he's like, oh yeah, just stay over with my family. Um, And you know there's all that stuff where she's like oh wow like your family is so cute and um they're also like very aware of the fact that he really likes her and then they're yeah, like throughout all of this she's like okay I do like this guy but when he tries to like make a move she's like and they do kiss um she's like oh I have a boyfriend like I need to go first break up with my boyfriend Then there's this whole really stupid thing where he gets so angry. He's like, oh, like, don't leave. Like, you're going to spend the night with him. I'm like, she's going to break up with him. Like, relax. Oh my God. It was so annoying. I was like, like their problems are just so annoying. So that was an example of an annoying problem. Next annoying problem is we find out that Previously, when they were interning together, there was this whole like competition, like like a kind of competition thing to see because only one intern would get an offer at that place. And so he ended up getting the offer and he found out early. So he like knew that she wasn't getting it and he didn't tell her because he's freaking the intern who's competing with her like he's not just going to be like oh I got the job like even though they were kind of like at that point starting a romantic thing so when they were younger this situation happened where she got
0: super angry yes by the way they aren't that young because they're in their 30s now and they say it happened like 10 years or something earlier and, like, they're not, like, 30. They're, like, in their 30s. So, like, 32 or something. So, 10 years earlier would make them in their 20s. So, they're not, like, teenagers or something, you know? They're, like, yeah, full-grown adults.
2: Yeah, I didn't even think about, like, uh, yeah, I guess maybe they were in college or, like, I don't know, some somewhere, like, like on the older end of school, like, not, like, I mean, in high I
1: thought she just graduated and she was looking for a job
0: okay so like twenty twenty two or something like that but like they 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 weren't like it made them seem like they were like you know 17 year olds or something they were not. I honestly
2: reading it I was like you're in high school you know um yeah so I was just like okay like she and this is why she's super angry at this guy and even when he first comes to this magazine she's like I don't like this man he's so hot but I don't like him I'm like okay then this situation happens again where there's basically all these layoffs and they call it like redundancies where like someone who gets like laid off because of the economic it's situation it's like a british word for oh, layoff oh that makes sense i was yeah. like is this the journalism thing <laughs> um, yeah so basically Um, Harper gets laid off and there's this whole thing with her boss where, you know, her boss really doesn't like her, um, even though she has like good ideas and she's like hustling and always getting these like really cool opportunities. But yeah, basically because her boss is a man who's like buddy-buddy with Ryan, um, I had a moment where I was like, is it Ryan? (laughs) Ryan. And so Ryan finds out kind of early that it may be Harper that's laid off this woman gets so freaking mad at ryan because she's like you knew like early on and i forget exactly how like she finds out that he knew about this earlier but like
0: she just asks him
2: okay yeah
0: oh yeah she's just like oh yeah
1: there was something before
0: like she gets laid off and then she's like really pissed off she's like walking around in the rain or something Oh, oh! Co- the guy, the guy was like, "Yeah, like then," because she was like, "Oh, did does Ryan know that these are happening?" And then the Cosmo, who's her boss, is like, "Yeah, he knew since last week." And she's like Uh-oh. all sad, walking around in the rain. And then he's like coming back from Wales or something, and he's like, "Harper, what is up?" Blah blah. Then she's like, "You knew," and then he's like,
2: "Yeah." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like. I don't even know man I don't know why you're so angry about this like Harper just being like why didn't you tell me about this and this is what exactly what happened when like we were interns blah 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 and then that caused the whole issue between them and then
1: I have to clear something up okay it wasn't Cosmo that told her that he knew it was the the way was it this that lady that her friend? Got, no. no. Mm-hmm. The lady she got her sources from that like represents oh, the interview.
0: Shamira. So, like, yeah. Was it was no. it no.
1: how does she know? No. She doesn't know yet. I don't remember Cosmo saying No, she was like something about I don't remember. I swear to god it wasn't Cosmo that.
0: <laughs> I think Cosmo didn't tell him tell her that she he knew that she was the one who was leaving. Like I think I think she I think she directly asks uh Ryan in that conversation like I did remember, you know that I was the one who was going to go? I he
1: remember her having a conversation with someone and being like and somehow it was implied that that he knew for a while.
0: Maybe it was Cosmo. I I think it might have been Cosmo.
2: I know. I feel like she had a conversation with like Mimi or somebody where later.
0: I think, yeah,
2: um, yeah. Anyways, she finds out and she's like pissed at him. And then, um, yeah, she has to like find like. Oh my god! Then she's like, "I'm gonna start a podcast," which I was like, "That's so funny." Um, but then yeah, I. What, happened? what happens if they get together again she's just like she just cute. decides oh yeah actually I think I love him I, oh yeah yeah I and like sends him this whole letter and then it's like oh my gosh like I sent this so long ago I told him I loved him and he he hasn't said anything I'm like it is in a work day man like give this man a break like he is working right now. Like, you know this. Like, why are you so upset that he didn't immediately respond to your confession of love after you, like, I don't know, put this man through so much torture? Honestly, I'm, I'm surprised he still likes you. Know? Uh, but yeah, then there's like, oh yeah, like, oh my gosh, he's so supportive of me. He loves me. Like, they found out they love each other. And then the epilogue, they get engaged and that's it. And there's also some side stuff with her like family, which I was like, like I was a very small thread throughout that her parents were very unsupportive of her. Um, they're all lawyers of course there's some law in here. So they're all like big law lawyers, making bank. And um, so is her older sister, and so she's like kind of the disappointment of the family because she chooses journalism and there's like like um one of the things that she connects with Ryan over is that he knows about all of this like shit with her family and then eventually at the end there's like this whole dinner situation that goes wrong and then her sister is like reaches out to her and is like oh yeah like I quit my big law job I like you I like never was brave enough to like tell you and like but you're like such an inspiration. And now like I broke up with my long-term like fancy boyfriend and now like her sister and her are friends. And I was like, that literally, I mean, that's cute, but it just kind of like, I don't know. It was not a huge part of the book in the beginning. And then it was just kind of thrown in there. And I was like, at least I would have liked this part of the book if there was something more, but it was just kind of like the sister just decided to be like oh, I love you. You're my sister. <laughs> like, Let's be besties. So,
1: yeah, I feel like it was like the author was trying to add a little something else that's like wholesome at the end. And so she just added this, but it's like, I mean, the only thing that's really said about her family is that, yeah, they're not supportive. So, I guess like a a little more characterization from them would have been useful otherwise it's just like what are you, what are you even doing with this like when i was reading their reunion i was like confused i was like how does this relate to their romance <laughs> because the whole book was about the romance
0: honestly harshin giving her summary made me really annoyed at this book all over again <laughs> <laughs>
1: wait did oh
0: never mind what were you gonna ask
1: I was gonna ask if she talked talked about the reason that Harper was annoyed in the first place which is such a dumb reason like if I if that were me and um someone I was competing with someone and I was like into them and they didn't get it I would also be like, I have no idea what to do right now. Like, it's a hard situation to be in because it was the beginning of the night. Like, they just got to the bar and it's, like, so awkward to be, like, you don't really know them. And then you're just going to ruin their night, their weekend, like, for a long time. Plus, they might still hate you because you took an opportunity away from them. (laughs)
2: So it's yeah. like uh, yeah it's not his place at all like honestly i mean especially when they were interns like yeah like they like just met this whatever summer or whatever and i'm like it's just not not his place to tell you like you cannot be angry at someone for not telling you that <laughs> like it's just
0: irrational <laughs> exactly and even even like even when they are in their 30s and adults and he finds out that like she could be the person to go like the person to get laid off it is not his place to tell you that you're gonna get laid off like what the hell That that's and that too like he is like there's like some degree of confidentiality around those decisions like uh, like I don't even think like I feel like there's like legally he's not allowed to tell you anything either so and then she's like so pissed off she's like he's like oh like why you love your job like I don't want to be the one to tell you hey I think you're the one who's getting laid off and it's not even like he knew like months in advance he knew like a week before or something so like and then like she's all like oh I can't believe you didn't tell me you couldn't give me a warning and I'm like for what like what (laughs) what warning are you talking about and then he's just like no like I'm sorry I just didn't feel like telling you and then I think the other thing is that her whole thing is that he was kind of distant during that time so then he was just like she was like I thought I did something wrong like that's why you were being distant and I'm like I mean okay we're trying to find the silver linings in this book and maybe There's some argument to be made that she is justifiably angry in the sense that like, if you were like, you know, you hooked up with a guy, you really liked him and everything and all of a sudden he starts like being kind of weird around you, you're going to question that behavior like just like human nature wise you're just going to be like did I do something like I don't think I did anything but like why are you reacting kind of weird to me like you're not even like making eye contact and whatever and so like I can understand why she feels a little bit confused but then later on when she finds out that it's because of this like I feel like you'd be like a little bit more like oh okay that like I get it like he's just kind of like he like knows this information it's just like super socially awkward doesn't know how to deal with that properly and doesn't know how to lie or like, you know, mask his feelings, so he's just gonna avoid you. Okay, later on, when you find that out, you're like, okay, I get it. But she's even more pissed. She's like, I can't believe you didn't tell me. You should have told me right then and there that I was the one getting laid off. And I'm like, i oh my god, I just hate her. I (laughs) I just hate her so much.
2: (laughs) I was just looking at the the title of the first episode of this season, and I'm like, this is just like part two. Like, she's so dumb. Oh, like why is she so
0: dumb part two? That's the title of this episode.
2: (laughs) Literally, I was like, oh, give me something, something redeemable about Harper. I don't want to hate you. Like I usually do not hate characters, but and I was like, really trying. I don't know. As I said, I feel like I got annoyed some part of the way through and then I was like I just I just can't with this book. like I can't even root for them which was sad because I was like well I mean I don't know I, I, like someone had mentioned earlier like they didn't really have depth to their characters or anything but I mean Sarah you did give this book two stars did you were you rooting for them and why <laughs> <laughs> I mean I think I was rooting
1: for them, but I don't, well, I guess it's hard to say. I was rooting for, like, I liked Ryan. I feel like I was rooting for him to get with anyone. <laughs> but I think like, it's just rooting for them in the c- cliche sense of like, oh, they'll be together and then they'll be happy and then everything will be okay. Um, Not really in the sense of, wow, they're great people, they're a perfect match, they should totally be together, which by the way, I think they're a terrible match. So honestly, they shouldn't, but it's solely because it's a rom-com and they're meant to be together, so I want them together.
0: Like, if they're having misunderstandings over very trivial things like this, they should definitely 100% not be together. She should honestly not be with anyone because, first of all, she needs to figure out, like, how to not be so immature and childish as a person.
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't think they should be together because, I mean, they do say opposites attract, but if they were, like...
0: That's such bullshit
1: (laughs) that's what they say i don't know
0: who who made that up that is such nonsense
1: even if it is true they can see that they like are super not compatible basically the entire time they knew each other they were arguing and i don't know you're gonna start off a new relationship always arguing like that's
0: whack i have i have two thoughts so the first is that going to your point about them arguing so the author tries to make it seem as if like they've had this like great sexual attention between them and this is what I was saying where there's like parallels to the enemies to lovers trope that's in Pride and Prejudice where like for the first 75% of the book like Darcy and Elizabeth just like keep arguing and they have these misunderstandings and then there's like the whole thing is that even though they're arguing like underlying all of these arguments is this like sexual attention that just like makes them You know, there's something there. But the thing is, we as readers can't sense this sexual tension. It's told to us via other people being like, wow, there is so much sexual tension between you two, because it's not like they're doing banter quote-unquote banter where it's like flirtatiously arguing it's full-on like I don't like this like you did this you did that so it sounds like a genuinely like an actual argument or an actual debate between two co-workers or something but everyone else in all the other characters in this book are trying to like convince the reader or you know to make, take it even further essentially gaslight the reader into thinking that there's like so much great sexual chemistry or tension between these two people where it's like it just we don't get that as a reader, so you don't you're not even like invested in these two characters, you know, like going from enemies to lovers because frankly they just seem like enemies the entire time. So I'm like, okay, great, whatever. And honestly, I think the only reason that their conflict really is resolved is that the fact that they're no longer coworkers by the end of the book because she has to leave, like she gets laid off, so she starts her job in somewhere else. So like that's why there's no tension between those them two. Which might might cause like, you know, that may lead to the diffusion of a lot of their tensions because they're no longer competing with each other against in the job setting because one of them has left. So like maybe that kind of leads them to have better chemistry. I don't know. But my second point is kind of tied to something that you said, Harshini, earlier, where it's like kind of like, you know, Harper as a character or whatever. And this is like when I was hinting at when I was saying that I need to discuss rom-coms in general specifically female characters in rom-coms um because i feel like this author the author made her like harper super judgy about everyone and everything before getting to know the person and so like you know this whole like this whole arc of you know woman has woman, <laughs> women's expectations of man are fucking in hell And the arc of the book is the dude surprising her, and like you know, like oh, she's like, wow, like he's not as shit as I thought he was, and like that's the arc. And so many rom coms are like this, like love. Oh my god, I forgot the book, the one with the science STEM girl. (laughs) You know the one that we read that we hate. The love (laughs) happens. Love, love hypothesis i don't know love on the brain love on the brain the one that we read that we all like collectively disliked that one love on the brain is also like very similar to this book in which girl has super expect like has certain expectations of this man due to some like stupid reason in the past and then like dudes keep surprising her and she's like oh maybe he's not as shitty as i thought he is, and like whatever and so then I blah blah. both
1: of those books have
0: that yeah, that's what I'm saying. Both of them are like this. Like, both of them are literally this arc of like dude surprising her. And then, like, sometimes you just want to read about like a woman who's not judging a man so fast. Like, and like, literally, they're like based on these like very flimsy miscommunication you know events that occur
1: people like and then you're like no but give me
0: actual miscommunication then give me actual miscommunication where there's like a fundamental not some bullshit where she thought of some shit like she's like grasping at straws for this miscommunication like it's not even legitimate like what the hell and like you you just even have to miscommunication if you like want to like if you want to write a book about these two people who are misinterpreting, like, an action, then really delve into that. Don't just, like, make up some non, like, bullshit excuse or something. I was so, it was so dumb. But I feel like this book did exactly the same as Love on the Brain, which is why I probably didn't like both of them, where it's like the entire arc is basically woman judging man too quickly like just judging a person way too quickly having certain preconceived notions about what that person is thinking without even having a conversation with them and then dude surprising her as the book goes on and like the dude is like you know a cardboard cut out of a man so like doesn't even have much of a personality other than trying to please this woman throughout the entire book and I'm just like I listen I'm all for the woman character being like more fleshed out than the male character but like the woman character in all of these books are so like they're just so judgmental and they're like so not likable and I'm like I just want to like the girl okay I just want to like the girl in the book that I'm following where I can be like yeah I like relate to you like I can see where you're coming from instead I'm just like hate hate reading you (laughs) if that makes sense
1: yeah that also reminds me of like the author was trying to make her so likable and be like oh all the celebrities love her like she's not like the other journalists that shit pissed me off so much because just the conversations that she was having that made her like seem like that was like so stupid and it's like I don't know if I if it was a different journalist asking about how someone's feeling I don't think that's I don't know I just didn't see it and it pissed me off because she was like she was so she was harping on the fact so much about how she's a different type of journalist she's not like the others and I was like I don't see this at all like you don't seem different than the others you're still trying to get your story
0: so I don't think so Oh, go ahead. Hershey. The odd thing I was going to say is that, like, given the fact that she's such a good, like, quote unquote, good interviewer and like, you know, responsible, trustworthy journalist or whatever, who like, really can like interview people and get their real stories and like get to like, see their, like knows people really well can read body language can sense whether they are, you know, comfortable or uncomfortable and goes out of their way to understand that she can't do that with this guy. <laughs>
1: Like, I, know, that's like, what you, I was thinking too i was like clearly you don't know how to fucking read people because you can't tell this guy's genuine
0: you're like so dense <laughs> you are so dead i was like wow <laughs> clearly you're you don't know you're not good at your job but okay <laughs> whatever
2: yeah i was gonna say like way back when you were talking about the whole to track thing. i think that could be the case when it's like not like like personality like fundamental compatibility thing and like theoretically they had stuff in common where they were like literally working at the same place twice which I was also like I don't think you should ever date someone who you worked that like closely with I don't know I mean like yeah they but they're like competing with each other like that's wild but I don't know I was like I just don't understand. oh my gosh. Like, but like, whatever. They're like the couple that like even if you take their personalities and like whatever, I feel like going off that point that you guys were just making about her. like I don't know. i I guess Ryan wasn't that great, but like before when Sarah was saying, like, at least I was like, Ryan, you deserve better. Like honestly, this is one of the books where I was like, if they didn't end up together but maybe she had some growth, like, of course, that would just be so opposite to everything else that's happened in this book with, like, all the tropes of romance, like, whatever. I think if also she was, like, more, like, if the author was presenting her as, like, more cognizant of her flaws, like, maybe, I don't know, just, like, what she's doing, like, even, like, whatever, like, take whatever her, like, bad, like, journalism stuff that, like, you know, even if we take it for granted that like she's a better journalist than other people like just pointing out and making aware of the fact that like she can do that with like other people when she's interviewing them for these kinds of articles but can't do that in her own life like like if it's like a little more apparent then I feel like you can at least appreciate that you're like there's acknowledgement of her flaws. But I feel like the other thing was like, they just like never acknowledged her flaws. (laughs) They're just like, oh, yeah, like, like the way the book was written, it was like, we were supposed to agree with everything that happened. So I feel like that can be particularly frustrating. But if it's not like that, if there's awareness of like an unlikability, that's where I feel like you can get like, an unlikable character who's like, somewhat likable, because you're like, okay like at least they know this and they've grown maybe hopefully Uh, but yeah
1: I mean the only accountability that she had was like oh I'm always late to everything oh I'm so unorganized what was me how can I be like this I was like bruh how are you a good journalist when you lose your fucking notes about what you're supposed to write about like how are you a good journalist if you show up after the event is already over? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> it made me mad.
0: The only, frankly, the only person who has to deal with, like, their accountability for their personality is Ryan. Because she is like, you did that to me before. And, like, you betray-. She literally uses the words, you betrayed me. Which I'm like, Bitch. Relax. Like, you, oh, uh, oh my God. The whole thing with the lateness thing in the epilogue, we see that that barely matters because he's like, I still love you for who you are. And I'm like, bitch, you are in your 30s. Like, if you can't, you know, like, get your shit together, like, I know disorganized people, but, like, I also realize that as they've grown older, like, she has bitten them and, the, like, bit them in the ass. Like, they have to be, like, they can't just, like, forget their passport and shit like that if you're going to travel. And, like, she's, like, you know, this, like, famous interviewer and, like, all the shit. Like, I'm just, like, wow. Like, how, how, how are you functioning? And it's, like, oh, it's because, like, other people cover your ass, like, half the time also. So I'm, like, great. All you did was found a human version of a planner for you. (laughs) Good for you. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Also, this is
2: maybe a little unrelated, but okay. I forget exactly. I don't think when she was at his house, like his family's house, I don't think that there was any, like she was just starting to maybe realize her feelings but she also said this really dumb thing that I highlighted, <laughs> that was like she was wearing his T-shirt, and she was just like, "Yeah, you know it doesn't help the situation that I'm wearing his T-shirt." Um, and then like she's like, you know, because like you know how like people like wear their boyfriend's T-shirts, talks about something like that. He's like, she's like, he belongs to me. But then the truth is, he doesn't he never has? <laughs> <laughs> what is this this is why I was like how how Katie Bridgel? did you write this after the wedding season that was actually good like I don't know I was like stuff like this like just didn't match just didn't match and it's crazy because I don't usually like romance books that much but I really actually enjoyed the wedding season I actually gave it five stars I was like what happened here like where did we
0: go But that's the other thing where I was saying that I don't think the wedding season can be like fully considered a rom-com because the emphasis was on our main character and like her growth throughout the book. Like it starts out with a breakup and it ends with her getting together with a different guy. But like, we don't necessarily see, like we see their relationship over a period of several months, but it's like very organic. And she herself goes through this whole thing of like character development. And so like, in this book, legit, it seems like Harper does not experience any character development. Zero character development happens. From beginning to end, she's just as disorganized. She blames him for all of her problems. And he has to has to be the one to be like, oh, yeah, like, sorry, I, like, totally didn't tell you that you didn't get the internship but, or like didn't get the job, but I got the job. Uh, whatever. And, like. That's it. Like she doesn't even like she like. You can argue that maybe she repaired her relationship with her sister, which was like a shoo-in character development moment, which like barely. And that to her sister apologized to her. Like she didn't even say shit. Yeah, she
1: didn't do anything in that. So I don't consider it character development.
0: Yes. Okay. I take back the whole character development thing about with her sister. So like literally, she did not experience any character development. So I'm like Katie Birchall. Listen. We loved your friendship-oriented book. We love your books about, you know, people experiencing character development. Please, uh, what the hell, romance. Like, what the fuck was this romance? It was so... Ugh. I'm going to get myself worked up about this. <laughs> it was so... I literally, when I was reading this book, I read it to so that it would finish. <laughs> I was like, I can't wait till this book is done, which never like that rarely happens. The only other book this happened to was like, I think Love on the Brain, where I was like, but it was like, at the end, I was a little bit, it was like comically bad. But in this case, like, it wasn't even comically bad. I was just mad. I was like, how, why am I rooting? Like, I don't want to root for her. I this woman sucks. She's the villain. (laughs) Like, what the hell?
2: Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I was really like skipping through. Like I was just like skimming through some stuff. And usually that's because I don't have time. And I was a little like, am I going to finish this book? But even by the end, I was like, I'm going to finish this book. But I literally don't be (laughs) there because I don't know. Again, like I tried to be like, okay, maybe, maybe something cute will happen. But everything was just so, including the engagement. Like why, why did, I don't know, whatever. That's like the most minor thing, but I'm like like read the word epilogue and I'm like, they're gonna get engaged. Like I already know this.
1: Okay, but I like that. <laughs> it satisfies my need for a happy ending. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I was waiting for that. I was like, you know yeah. what? If they don't get engaged
2: one star. <laughs> the one star for me. <laughs>
0: That was funny. I mean, I'm surprised they got engaged in the epilogue. I would have thought, you know, given the trajectory of this book, he would have been like, "Okay, we get together. This is 10 years of relationship, 10 years or 11 years in the making. Let's just engage right now." <laughs> I'm like, <"Come> on. <laughs> legit. At the end, the ending where she's just like, "Yeah, he's like moved into my apartment, and my apartment's so much cleaner now." And I'm like, "Great, good for nope. you. Love that for you."
1: I don't think I could live with someone like that, though. Just throws their shoes off.
0: Oh. It's not oh my I was like how can you be an adult like you're you're like acting like a five-year-old child that frankly when he like he says this line which is like the most cliche bullshit in any rom-com where he's like I love everything about you and I'm like first of all we both know that's unrealistic as shit okay you don't love everything about a person there are definitely things that annoy you because we're all human beings and no one's perfect second I don't understand why you like her frankly I don't get it what did she do that was like yes now I like you she didn't do shit she's not even she's barely nice to you she pretended like she didn't even know you the first like one year you were working at this company because she was like I'm still mad about you from something 11 years ago uh when you didn't tell me that you got the internship or whatever job or whatever after the internship I'm like
2: yeah that's such a good point like I didn't even think through that but like it was definitely one of those like I saw you and I just fell in love because you must, you must be so attractive that he's like oh yes it's her nothing just and like I
1: mean, he said it was the moment I first saw you I knew I was no like-,
2: <laughs> <laughs> like especially after you're like like okay if that's you in your 20s but like come on it's I don't know like I I don't know if this makes like too much of a difference but like you do like talk you're a journalist you know you like actually explore people's real feelings and stuff it's like especially with your job I feel like you know you're trying to you're not trying to like produce a article that's like super basic like everyone else does like if you're a good journalist you're getting deeper and I'm like where where are your deeper feelings right (laughs) I don't know
0: also like the fact that her whole thing is that like she doesn't she can't trust him like that's like the underlying thing that's like i can't trust you that's why i don't like you anymore it's like the bitch what first of all he doesn't owe you anything like he does not owe you shit you guys are friends yeah but like it's not his again just as you said harshni it's not his place to tell you whether you got a job or didn't get a job so like stop acting as if like th- oh my god but like the whole like issue of trust i don't understand because i'm just like this is so it's such a that's like it's like broadening it's like ma- what is that fra- phrase where it's like making a mole out of an antil. what is that i don't Some shit making
1: like that. a. I don't
0: know something about like making something larger than it has to be like it's very a very very overdramatic reaction and like the fact that she's still carrying this 11 years later and like is going as far as to be like I'm gonna pretend like I didn't know I don't know who he is it's like that is so immature like why why would you like him like or why would she why would he like her oh my god I can't I can't I've never been somewhat more irritated by a person (laughs) a fictional person
2: (laughs) but I I forget like I know we've had books that we don't like but usually I feel like one of us is like kind of like into it more I forget the other book that we all gave one star to, but um love on the brain okay okay I don't know, I don't remember feeling this passionately about that. So, but I will say that I'm enjoying this rant session and this is what I expected to happen. And it's kind of fun.
0: <laughs> I remember very specifically that Sarah and I ranted for two episodes about <laughs> Love on the Brain.
2: <laughs>
0: because we just hated the girl cuz she was like the neuroscience PhD person who was acting like a 10-year-old. Um yeah. Wait, love on
2: the Brain. Oh, that is the second one. Because I didn't yeah. read the
0: love promises. You didn't miss much.
2: I remember, I remember zero about Love on the Brain. Like, I just, I don't even remember reading that book. I kind of want to listen to it because I'm like, what, what even <laughs> were about? I know they were bad. Like, I did not like it. But did I even read it? I don't
0: know. <laughs> it, it's, I think, I think like kind of what you were saying, Sarah, where it's like, I, the tropes are very similar you have this like incredibly you know ditzy but like we're supposed to root for her protagonist who's like acting like she's a teenager when she's actually in her 30s and like this cardboard cut out of a man and she like has like a lot of angry feelings towards him due to like some bullshit excuse that happened 10 years prior and the man is just like surprising her when he's like and she's like oh he's not like he's not a dick I thought he was but like he's actually not and I'm like great you could have saved everyone time if you just like I don't know had an adult conversation with him once
1: yeah I feel like I would have liked it more if it was more of a big disagreement and it wasn't something so trivial that could have been easily talked out or she's like not even talked out because she's the one in the wrong who's like thinking that it's a big deal when he did what anyone would do in that position. So I feel like if it was like a more serious disagreement that they actually talked out, it would be like a more likable book for me. And cause like, I mean, I guess you can't have it so bad that it's like, you don't, you're not even rooting for them to be together. But, like, just, like, it just makes her look so bad. So I don't think that was the way to go about it.
0: Yeah, she, like, never takes any accountability for anything. Like, she literally, like, he apologizes for everything. And he says sorry. And then he's just like, yep, it's my fault. Both times it's my fault. And she's like, yeah, it's yours okay let's get together now you admitted it's all your fault and I am perfect and I have no problems with anything and I'm amazing and I'm great and he's like yeah I love that about you and I'm like ah, I you think know, these people
1: the cherry on top was when he made her go to the airport an hour earlier and she was like mad that he lied and I was like
0: "Bruh, this relationship like- will last a year." <laughs>
1: Yeah, like, how can you be mad if you're always late? That would give I hate it when the Uber's there and people aren't ready to go because it stresses me out. And this is literally her. so incompetent. Yeah.
0: We would never be friends. I'd cancel that friendship so fast.
1: I'd cancel once she's late more than
0: two times i'd cancel when she if we did that shit and then she was like it's all your fault this is all you it's not on me it's all on you and i can't i have an ounce of empathy for how you might be feeling in that situation i'd be like you're the worst person i ever know or i no that's a lie (laughs) but you you suck (laughs) we your friendship canceled
1: (laughs) yeah it's kind of funny because she like didn't care about what he's feeling at all but then she's supposed to be this great journalist that, oh, wow, she just broke up with blah, blah, blah. How is she feeling? She must be so upset. It's like, how can you have that type of empathy but not have it for
0: some guy you like? Literally. This is what I'm saying. I think she's too immature to be in a relationship. You are so self centered. You don't even think for two seconds how that guy might feel. Like other people have to tell you, hey, you know like maybe have you ever considered that maybe he's actually feeling like this like you're so caught up in your own feelings even days after like i understand in the moment that you would be but like days after years after even you didn't even think for two seconds about how he might have felt in that moment which i'm like wow immature much
1: It also made me mad that she kept saying, like, her work is her passion. She's so devoted to her work and she loves her work. And her ex-boyfriend's not bad because he's just devoted to his work like she is. (laughs) Like, bro, how does work your entire personality? (laughs) Like, I mean, I work a decent amount of hours, but I'm not going to make that my personality. Like, I don't want to talk jack shit about my work because i work it so much i don't want to work it yeah but she's all like my work my work i'm such a hard worker no one works harder than me i'm the best in the business (laughs) (laughs) and then she loses her shit so really she's the worst in the business
0: okay she's in in her defense the celebrity editors are not needed at this magazine (laughs)
1: No, so... no, I know she loses her notes and
0: stuff. Oh, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. no, she sucks. <laughs> it's not her job. She's like, it's all in my head, and I'm like, bitch, <laughs> we all know, like, you're gonna forget shit tomorrow, so don't say, don't fucking write shit down, oh my god. Yeah. I was
2: just gonna say... I don't know maybe my work is a big personality
0: (laughs) okay I see I I did have a comment about that because I do feel like work is a large part of my personality however it's not your life right like that's that's why it's work it's not life where she's like oh my god like work is my. I love how in the beginning okay do you guys remember like the very first chapter of this book where it's like the prologue sets it up as if it's like this like very intense thing where she's like I can never trust anyone that's why I only have short-term relationships because I can't ever trust a man and blah 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 and whatever and I'm and here I am thinking oh this is gonna be a deep book like she's gonna Katie Burchell is really setting this up to be like this like passionate romance and it's like what is their fucking conflict that like the most bullshit like it's like the most trivial thing here I was thinking it was like this great love betrayal no it was like they had sex one weekend and at the end of the weekend she found out she didn't have the job and he found out at the beginning of the weekend and she's like you knew for 48 hours and you didn't tell me yeah that's true I forgot like the first chapter
1: is like them being like oh would you pick work over love and she's like obviously work And then she's like, oh, they'll never know. They'll never know what my true love is. Why I say that? I was like, this is going to be some crazy shit that she changed her mind like that. (laughs) It's just that. 48 hours and he didn't tell her. I was like, what a letdown. (laughs)
0: Like, it actually is. 48 hours though like he found out on Friday and by Sunday she found or like uh, by Monday morning she finds out and I'm like wow you actually just spent 48 hours together yeah and that's like the that big love neat. of your life 48 hours it's, with some guy
1: because they weren't even that close until then so it's like ugh. How is he the great love of your life? I don't get it.
0: <laughs> I should have set the tone for this book, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Honestly. I don't remember that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Why am I not At surprised? At <laughs> first when you guys were talking about it, I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> it- <laughs>
1: I didn't, it's like at a at a dinner or something and then yeah. someone, someone gives some scenario about some like her this woman's husband got a job in New York
2: oh yeah 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 and yeah. A
1: new job and it's like what do you choose
2: oh yeah what would, would you choose. choose I wouldn't <laughs> choose I, I, actually I think when I was reading this and I don't know I had this conversation again like, I don't know, my mom even was like, oh, like, I, f- I forget exactly what she said, but she thought I would, like, move somewhere from it. I was like, no, I'm going to find, like, where I want to live for my job, my dream job, and then I'll find a minute. there. <laughs> and if something happens before that, I'm sorry. You can move, you can move to where I'm living. <laughs> oh, my
0: God. Well, I mean, I, I'm not that surprised. Though.
2: I think that's just because i just i don't know i i am like not her but like i don't know i just don't think like romance a big part of my life you know
0: or you're more career oriented any anyway. like yeah. you wouldn't revolve your life around the romantic aspect you'd revolve it more around what career you want or what kind of career you want yeah like i i i feel like if it's before i get married then I'd probably choose the job. If it's after I get married, then I'd choose the guy.
1: But you know, you also gotta think, like, what would the guy think? Like, it's his dream job, but, like, he wouldn't stay in London for you to have your dream job? Why does mm. he
0: it? It depends on, I guess, okay. I guess it depends on what job I have at the moment also. It's your dream job if it's my dream job versus his dream job yeah i feel like we'd have an adult conversation about it <laughs> yeah i feel but, like, like we would I, there are other factors involved right like if it means like we have to leave the country and like you know like family our families are here then it's like well maybe we shouldn't take that option because well,
1: we are leaving was, our support systems the you know scenario yeah that was the scenario
0: oh that they're they were leaving the country
1: Yeah, they were moving to New York while they were based in London.
0: See, I would be like, I think that, again, like, that's if your job is your entire life. But to me, job is not your entire life, right? Like, you're leaving all your supports. Like, you're leaving your, like, family, your friends. Like, your whole life is in this country. Why would you go across, like, I understand, like, if you were single, if you, were like, were, you know, doing something else, that's fine. But, like, you're not. So like there, there's always so many other factors involved, I think, where it's like it's making such a big decision depends a lot on these external factors and like how comfortable you are. Like, you know, this is not like the next state. This is a whole other country. You have to like sh- moving to an entirely new country revo- like requires so much more. It's like very intense. Right. You're like learning a new cultural context almost. So to me, it would it, all of these factors would play a role.
1: New York and London is
0: not that crazy different. I mean, yeah, but I'm saying like, okay, what if you went like, what if you went from fricking, you know, Nebraska to London? What if you went from New York to Nebraska? That would require a lot of effort. Um, Like, I would be like really thinking about it. I'm like, okay, but it's Nebraska.
1: Yeah, I don't think I would for I mean, yeah. I don't like New York, but I definitely don't want to live in the middle of fucking nowhere. In Nebraska. But if you were
0: if you were like from New York, like, OK, in your case, like Pittsburgh, right? If you had a choice between Pittsburgh and Nebraska, I feel like you would like really think about it because, you know, like, you know, Pittsburgh, you have family in Pittsburgh. You grew up in Pittsburgh. Like, you know, like there's like aspects of Pittsburgh where you uh, like it's something that to like seriously think about. Like, for instance, like, I live in Atlanta currently, but I've, like, really thought that after I finish my PhD, I would like to move back to the Northeast. And a large part of that is because, like, I have family in the Northeast. I grew up in the Northeast. Like, that context, even though I moved to Atlanta for my job, quote-unquote, but it's not really a job, it's school, but, like, still, same vibe. But, you know, I would move back because I'm, like, well, I've got a taste of it. Not a, the biggest fan and, like, I'd rather go live somewhere else. So, I'm like, I don't know. I tested it out. Didn't really like it. Would move back. But, I don't know. If my partner at the time would be, like, want to move back to Atlanta, I'd, like, really think about it. I'd <laughs> he, like, ah, uh, I
1: don't know. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, yeah, I think it depends on too many things. Like, can that person not find their dream job anywhere but New York like I feel like but if you simplify it to just that scenario they were given I don't think I would move unless I was married because <laughs> that's like so much to give up for like what if they just break up with you right when you move to New York
2: yeah I don't know it seems unlikely but not that I like. <laughs> um yeah no I really ugh, I don't know I can't I can't imagine yeah I feel like when you're married it's different but I don't know the whole other country thing for me I'm like I'm studying U.S. law like I'm not moving to another country well actually I don't know it, ugh, yeah but I still feel like I just wouldn't um but then yeah it's like, I I get the whole like, oh, it's his dream job too. And I guess when you're like emotionally attached to a person or whatever, you're like, it's a little more like, I think we are in a stage of our lives where it's like more unfathomable. Like, I'm sure my opinion on this could change. But right now I'm like, time to be selfish. (laughs) But
0: that's a thing right where it's like at this stage in life it's kind of expected that when you're like building your career it's a little bit like that's like your focus right it's like it's normal I think but I also think that if you are you know like committed to another person part of that commitment is like putting them also like in line with you right like in terms of like your aspirations like you would like actively consider your their aspirations as part of like something that you care about as well right so like if they you know get all of this fulfillment from that job or whatever like presumably it would be a two-way street like they would also consider your feelings about the whole thing as well right so like but you need to consider their thing as well so it's not i don't think i that's what i think it's like very much a compromise where it's like how are we like You would need to have like a very like, you know, adult conversation between both of you to figure out what it is, like how you're going to move forward if you both want to stay with each other. Like, I don't think it's as easy as being like, okay, yeah, I'll like quit everything and just like follow you everywhere. It's like, no, that's not how like relationships work. Like you both need to consider each other's thing. Like if you genuinely, like, for instance, like, have you seen, okay, you guys don't follow this person, (laughs) you know, Naomi Smart, like (laughs)
2: Yes, I know. Don't <laughs> We gotta okay.
0: watch this. No, okay, okay. But like, the reason why I thought about this is because like, so there were a few years ago where like her partner at the time was like, "I'm gonna move to India, right?" And they live in the UK, and so she was like, "Yeah, sure, I'll follow you to in India." And, like, and the thing is, like, her job is a little bit more flexible because she's, like, a YouTuber and, like, a fashion blogger or whatever. So, like, you can kind of do that wherever you go as long as you have, like, solid internet connection and, like, you know, a fashion world to partake in. And, like, India does have that. So, like, she was, like, sure, yeah, let's move. So, like, they moved there and then, like, but obviously, like, it's not as easy to move from the UK to, like, india you know like especially for two people who are not indian so it's like very, it was like very much like this like process of like adjusting and at the end of the day like i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna make any speculations because i don't know like anything about this relationship all i know is what was on youtube and like she's in a very happy relationship now with a different person and like she's doing great and she lives in the uk now but you can you know i would assume that that move had a lot to do with like you know it potentially caused a lot of tension within that relationship because it's kind of like, dude, <laughs> like I moved all the way here and like I'm not comfortable anymore. Like, I don't know what's going on here, you know. So, yeah, like I, it, I think it's like one of those things where like you need there needs to be compromise on both ends, I think, like, you know, because at the end of the day, if you are moving to this new context, like you might be the only two people that you two know. So, like, you need to make sure that you're there for that person, blah, blah, blah. And, like, that would all account for, you know, how you're going to move and that sort of stuff. And, like, I don't know. It's a little bit more complicated than being like, yeah, sure. I'll just follow. <laughs> just, like, no.
2: <laughs> yeah. I would agree. I was going to say something, but I totally forgot. Sorry. Well, no, it's okay. It's okay. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. I remember. So, basically, I feel like... I don't know, obviously situations can be different, but I feel like what I would like be most cool with, and my friend and her boyfriend actually have done this when they've been like, you know, kind of like, like they know the trajectory over the next couple of years because she's doing med school and he like did a master's and then now is working, but it was like, just like taking turns, like putting the other person's career first versus like, okay, this is the point in which I'm going to put my career first. So I feel like if there is a way that you can compromise in that way where you're like, because I feel like a compromise can be hard when it's like one decision of, you know, we either live in New York or London. But if it's more like over the course of years, like, okay, maybe we can move to London for a few years and then we're going to start a family in like five years. So we're going to move back to New York. I don't know, some stuff like that where it's like you can actually taken to like both have times when you're like focusing on your career but I do feel like I would still want like like later in my life like I don't think I'm gonna be like oh I don't care about my job that much like when I'm 35 like I think I will care about my job for a long time but I'm sure I'll care about my family and stuff too (laughs) so it's like you you definitely need even like as a career-oriented person if you do want like People in your life, which I do think is important, like, because you like eventually you're like, no matter how much your career is fulfilling and does good for the world, it's like still a job that's like different than having people <laughs> that you can, like, you know, be close to after you have to stop working because you're literally too old <laughs> to work anymore. But I don't know, we have some old presidents. So, <laughs> I mean,
0: Supreme but Court Justice. Also... <laughs> definitely Supreme Court Justice. Oh my God. But I also think that, again, that comes down to communication, right? As like, as long as like, obviously what you think now is going to be different than in the future, but like continuously communicating what your thoughts and feelings are about these changes or like about, you know, what you're feeling at the moment and like what you want in your career, what you want in your family life or personal life or whatever is that's what being in a relationship requires. <laughs> this is like the adult conversation where it's like, okay, like right now, this is what I feel, but like maybe two years from now, I might have a different opinion or I might want to do a career change, or I might want to do whatever. And like that's okay. Cause like you're not married, like you're married to the person, you're not married to your job. So like, you know, just like being like open about those kind of things. I don't know how this conversation turned into fucking relationship therapy with Puja, but
2: <laughs> you know what I was just thinking? I was like we're talking about such great communication <laughs> and like also the hypocrisy like the is it, I don't know like the fact that this character was like feeling empathetic towards people through her job but like not in her personal life I'm mm-hmm. like yeah, we can we can talk all we want about good communication but I know I'm not a good communicator so I probably you know yeah that's it <laughs>
1: that's what I was thinking too I'm like the worst
0: communicator wait ever. I don't think you guys are that bad at communicating I don't know I think I'm i mean, bad I think I think you know we're
2: not like the worst but I think part of our a little bit pushover
0: personality is I'm not gonna say anything <laughs> yeah. okay fair enough I mean it's not like I'm like the best communicator either but I do think I've improved over the years. I think I used to be much worse than I am now, but I do think there's a lot of room for improvement also. (laughs) It's kind of somewhere in between.
1: Maybe by the time I'm 35, I'll have it figured out.
0: I feel, I also feel like a lot of it depends on who you're communicating with, right? There are some people out there, like some relationships that I have where they make it very clear that they are openly communicating with me and like that little bit kind of helps me to feel more comfortable openly communicating with them where I'm like okay like we have that kind of relationship where we can both be open whereas like there are some people who if they are closed off with me I'm not necessarily going to be very open with them and like we're just going to have miscommunication forever because that just won't work out but I, I think it depends at least for me it's highly dependent on like whether that other person is just as willing to be open because again it's all a two-way street you know
1: yeah yeah that's true I'm definitely more open with other people well with certain people than most people
0: I think that's your personality is a little bit reserved also
1: yeah that's true (laughs)
0: I mean, you also are, (laughs) What? Yeah, definitely. A little bit on the reserve side. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways,
2: I'm sure we, you know, talk a little bit about ourselves.
0: Yeah.
2: You guys have Really
0: really went into that relationship angle.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Do you guys have any other thoughts?
0: Nope. no i think i think we i think we talked it all out we had Not some good I communication
2: yeah no. it is kind of therapeutic to do this after reading a bad book to just really get it all out there like <laughs> in the past as well and i feel like we all have actually um okay well that is the end of season five episode four where we talked about the last
0: word
2: oh my gosh well the Sarah (laughs) (laughs) I really just blanked I was like I know it's Katie Bershaw but I don't know the name of this book okay the last word oh and she had her whole thing about how she wanted the last word
0: oh wow I just realized that love how this is coming to you guys on multiple (laughs) levels (laughs) coming together to you guys because i was like oh words journalism <laughs> like, that's what you she said oh i always have the last word like seven I times <laughs> i forgot the name of the book i was reading yeah, so,
1: yeah i i forgot the name
2: in the beginning when i was like aware of the title of the thing i was like oh journalism. yeah <laughs> anyways <laughs> that wraps up this episode so next episode We are turning to a thriller because I'm ready for some thrillers. And yeah, I feel like the last book I chose was not really that. So I am excited for this. Hopefully we do find it better than some of the previous books we've read. Um, But okay, so we're reading His and Hers by Alice Feeney. I had to look because yeah, I think we've already read two books by Alice Feeney. We read Rock, Paper, Scissors, season one, or, like, very early on. And then we also read Daisy Darker. And now we're reading his and hers. To be honest, I don't know the release, how these books were released, but I think Daisy Darker might be the most recent still. Yeah. um, This is older. But, yeah, I am excited for... Oh, there's also, like... like there's a his perspective, her perspective, but it's not gonna be like the other book where it's confusing <laughs> who is the author and who is the right like yeah. Yeah,
1: I saw the book every each chapter is like his, hers, his, hers. Okay, but clear. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um and yeah, I think I think there's maybe the elements of like who's who can we trust? Um, but hopefully it is much better than the other fuck. <laughs> but yeah. Thanks for listening. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.